0: Hello, welcome back to Chattahoochee Podcast, Episode Ten, the Big Tenner, the Big Ten.
1: We did it, double digits. Thank you all so much for you know sticking with us and your continued listening, um, joining us online on the socials for ten full episodes and
0: yeah. many more to come. Hopefully, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and um, we wanted to make this uh, this tenth episode a very special episode. Therefore, it's it's very, very special. It's very special because um, tonight we are covering the one and only Dwight Yoakam. Oh, (laughs) get ready for a good time. Yep. Yep. I have been so excited ever since we decided because it it was kind of a difficult decision. Like, like, okay, 10th episode, we need to do it big. Yeah.
1: It's got to be a special occasion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're in a full black tie
1: affair sitting here in suits.
0: (laughs) We are. (laughs) Just take our word for it. (laughs) we have been listening to dwight Yoakum together for a really long time for yeah an
1: extremely long time and And all through our childhood that that was a big part of my childhood was one of those artists was dwight Yoakum. right probably for you too
0: yeah absolutely absolutely well i'll tell you what um we could start off with some uh this day in country music history how's that sound
1: that sounds like a good place to start you know
0: well, if you guys are listening to this on the day that it premieres, it is August 9th, Monday. And um beautiful day. Yeah, yeah, you want to hear some great things that happened on this day? Yes. This was a really good day. 1976, George Jones, Tammy Wynette released Golden Ring, number 1 Billboard Country.
1: Of course it was. <laughs> yeah. Such a good song. <laughs>
0: 1980 just a few years later the urban cowboy soundtrack double album hits number 1 on the US country chart.
1: That was such a big deal at the time. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's kind of cool it kind of ties into our our story here with Dwight today as well. Yeah. Um let me see. 1985 Alabama released you can't keep a good man down. Went number one, of course. Yeah. Well, likely. Yep. Yep. can keep down. 1986. I mean, this is a good day in country music yeah. history. Let's all take a minute and appreciate this day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We might want to celebrate August 9th every year yep. for these. <laughs> in 86, the Judds, Rockin' with the Rhythm of the Rain. Hey! Yep. Was at number one Billboard country charts. Do you know what she says on the course there? <laughs> Have you heard? Have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> let me see, ninety three. I mean, the hits keep coming, man. George Strait released "Easy Come, Easy Go."
1: Wow, man! It
0: would be his twenty fifth number one country hit. Jeez, is
1: this is like a landmark day. It's just, just like everybody throughout history be like, this is the day we're dropping the hits these days. Like,
0: <laughs> apparently so, because even though it's outside of the nineties, I felt it was notable to let you know in two thousand three. Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett were number one, of course, on the charts with It's Five O'Clock Somewhere.
1: Wow. (laughs) I feel like that was, the time that came out, that was a popular song forever. Yeah. That was played all the time.
0: (laughs) It had to have sat on the top of the charts for a long time there. I remember seeing it, which, you know, during that time, music video shows were kind of becoming a thing of the past already. Yeah. But uh, that video was on all the time on CMT, yep. like all the time. Good video, though. Amazing video. <laughs> <laughs> so how about that? August ninth, country music history for you.
1: Let's let's all let's get together and plan. to set this day aside. Next year on this day, we'll have a picnic <laughs> and listen to all these songs.
0: And then we'll say in twenty twenty one Chattahoochee Podcast dropped their tenth episode yeah that'll be yeah put it in the books put it in the books <laughs> be learning about it at school one day <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> oh man so Dwight Yoakam
1: yeah I guess you know of all the things we want to accomplish with this special 10th episode and covering Dwight Um uh, one thing in particular I guess would we want to solve the greatest mystery in all of civilization mm-hmm. and that is how's he getting them jeans <laughs> that's what everybody's been wondering <laughs> You know, for all of existence is, how's that man getting those jeans? The people need to know. Yeah. <laughs> They're out there going crazy, racking their brains. Kind of like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> just professors in classrooms with
0: just equations on chalkboards. <laughs> which is full. They, no answers. Nothing. Well, I've got a couple of theories. Yeah. Um, One being he was born... Like, with denim legs. Like, that's his actual legs that you're oh, seeing. Joe Dirt was born, and they put the <laughs> wig on his head. Well, he's born, and they put them blue jeans on, and they were stretchy.
1: And he just kind of grew into them. And <laughs> and they've been on ever since. They've been on ever since. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. I was thinking maybe, uh, at one point I thought spray paint, but I feel like that just doesn't hold up well over the course of a show.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, you're gonna get some run, maybe like some pig grease or something. Maybe you know, like
1: <laughs> there's just no way, easy way to slide those on and off.
0: I think if, if he's doing that, like if he's actually putting these off and on, like each show, each time he's on any TV appearance, anything. I mean, he has a whole team of people that have yeah. to help him in and, and out. If he's playing
1: know? at eight p.m., he's probably starting at like four in the evening. Yeah, sliding those bad boys easily. On. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> probably gotta do like some lunges or stretches.
1: Maybe <laughs> you know. <laughs> Get out there and fall off the stage if not.
0: and Those bad boys. <laughs> Dwight might have invented stretch denim. Uh, we'll go with that. You <laughs> we know. can go with that on this day, on this day <laughs> August 9th. <laughs> Dwight Yoakam <laughs> and
1: Wrangler have gone together. How does that never happen though? Like I feel like when he at the like his peak, you know, in the early 90s and stuff, mm-hmm. like. Surely somebody jumped on like a denim sponsorship or something. You would think, like <laughs> you would imagine, like it was kind of his thing. The fancy, yeah. fancy stretch pants and the, <laughs> the swinging of the hips. I feel mm-hmm. like it's just meant to be in a commercial, right?
0: <laughs> Which maybe
1: that's what the Gap thing was, you know? Maybe, you know.
0: maybe. I mean, <laughs> I guess I guess Brett Favre took over Wrangler there for a while, but before that, it had to have been all Dwight Yoko. yeah. <laughs> but he had it all. I
1: mean, not just the pants. They had like he had a lot of that like throwback style from early traditional country, where right. they you know these beautiful jackets that are mm. covered in these nice sparkling rhinestones from head yeah. to toe. So when you're out there playing under the lights, you really just it kind of looks like an angel out there, just yeah.
0: glistening. Pretty much is you know, oh. <laughs> and not even not only just him, like his entire band dressed to the nines, yeah, like and still do. You know they they look cool,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's a it's an experience, you know. It's not just hearing some song song. It's like a yeah. it's like one of the circus kind of, or you know, like a, a Vegas show of some
0: sort. It's magical. <laughs> it's it's a magic. The greatest show on <laughs> earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to get into some uh, Dwight history?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's you know, if maybe everyone has a little bit of Dwight knowledge out there, or yeah extensive dwight knowledge but just in case you know let's let's get a good feel let's start from the beginning and at least up until like his jumping off point to where he took off because everybody kind of knows dwight from there you know right. once, once he's popular but yeah uh, how did he get to there let's find out yeah um so dwight was born in pikeville kentucky uh back in 1956 uh, but he would be raised in Columbus, Ohio, and like a lot of families at that time that had moved north into Ohio from Appalachia mm-hmm. uh, seeking work, uh, his family would travel back and forth on the weekends to their homeland in Kentucky uh, so they could visit family, hang out, because, you know, like to them, that's the place where their home is. It was yeah. just they had to leave to go work elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and as a young kid, he would kind of grow up falling in love with that bluegrass hillbilly music sound that's popular with the region. hmm and a lot of like, um, as a lot of artists we've talked about, inspired growing up in church, and mm-hmm. in his case, um, he'd hear like a lot of acapella hymns that he'd hear in church and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then as he gets older and kind of you know hits that teenager adolescence phase, uh, he kind of broadened his musical interests. You know, from anything to listen to anything from Buck Owens to the Beatles. Um, and then high school, when he'd already kind of made up his mind that you know his his passion was, is like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue music. Uh, so he's playing music in high school. He even kind of discovered in high school through being in theater and some plays that he had kind of a hidden knack for being a performer altogether. Yeah. And it's probably pretty apparent to the people around <laughs> him that like yeah. he's very charismatic. He has some talent. Like he should he should be in front of people. Yeah, doing something. <laughs> um, so in '76, he up and moved, made the move to Nashville uh, to pers- pursue this musical dream he had. Um, but at that time in Nashville, like his sound or his fusion of like traditional country and rock and roll, uh, wasn't wasn't very welcome in right. in the surge of Nashville at the time where it was very pop oriented and like we mm. said earlier, the the urban cowboy, urban cowboy, you yeah. know, that kind of set the standard there for set, a while, set the tone for what was popular in country. Exactly, and, uh, your you know your Kenny Rogers full band ballads and your yeah. Anne Murray's and. Spread your tiny wings and fly away, snowbird.
0: (laughs) Kenny Rogers with his half-unbuttoned shirt and gold chain. (laughs) So that's what was kicking in in Nashville at the time. So he wasn't uh, particularly welcome
1: on his first visit in there.
0: So the following year, -year 21-year-old Dwight would relocate to Los Angeles. And that's where a lot of people know him from is, you know, his time in L.A. He... um, he spent a few years moving furniture and then playing clubs, which I think I think is kind of cool that he and Jack White have s- several different things in common like they both worked for like furniture moving companies yeah. like there's stories of Jack White like hiding like demos and old records of that he made like in furniture that he would like sell and like like ship and all this stuff. That's the way
1: to get your, you know, your music out there. It's like I'm gonna still drop all these in the drawer.
0: <laughs> Somebody will find this someday. Yeah. <laughs> and and then like years later, they would both um kind of adopt the same like way of mixing their records, like because they both like to hear how their song sounded in their vehicle. Yeah. So you you know Dwight, I heard I've heard stories about him like if it don't sound good in his Corvette. The mixing is not done. No, you know, Back and work. like Jack White, like there was a thing, like a documentary or something like that on him several years ago, like he somehow had it rigged up to where he could mix the record from his car, so he could hear wow. how because you know that's where
1: that's where a lot of people experience their yeah, music. Yeah, know.
0: that's where a lot of people listen to their records. So if it don't sound good there, then it ain't good enough. It's you not know? worth your time. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: That's pretty neat.
0: So yeah, he um he started playing these clubs at night, and uh, he he met a dude, which we will probably talk at length about, a guitarist named Pete Anderson. Yes, we will. <laughs> I attribute a lot of the um, the reason that I like Dwight's music so much to Pete Anderson's riffs. Yeah, like his,
1: his the, like, that voice and those riffs are they were destined to be together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So they would form a band together called Dwight Yoakam and the Kentucky Bourbon, which, you know, that's a pretty awesome that's name. That's pretty good. That's <laughs> pretty good. It was probably, like, people were probably kind of confused by them, like, especially Dwight anyway. Yeah. Like, coming from, you know, the other side of the U.S., like, here they are, like, in the 70s. He's, like, talking about Kentucky Bourbon, and he's, like, playing these, like, punk clubs in L.A., yeah. you know. Pretty much
1: probably a Beverly Hillbilly, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. So they, you know, they didn't have a a lot of luck playing in country clubs because, you know, that's not the type of country in parentheses country music people wanted to hear at the time. Yeah. They wanted to hear like the top 40 hits and want a, of like They
1: want a cover band. They don't want to yeah.
0: know what you are about. They just want you to come in here and play whatever's popular. Yep. Yep. So uh they, you know, they they kind of pushed through that they still wanted to create their own sound, thank God that they did. Yes. You know, instead of just kind of adapting whatever was popular. At yeah, the time. fitting the mold. It would definitely pay off in the long run. So they um they were they started to play in what they were calling cowpunk clubs in the area. Which is wild and all it's
1: <laughs> like this that that's a thing that would exist in yeah. at all in history, but you know. Everybody has their own sounds that they like, and that was probably very unique at the time when those t- started those kind of clubs and venues right. and started to surface this unique mix of, like, traditional country with this punk culture.
0: Right. Can you imagine, like, just being, like, a teenager, early 20s, living in L.A., going to a punk club, just trying to catch a punk show? hmm And you see Dwight Yoakam up there. You know what I'm saying? That would be mind blowing, yeah. but it's so cool that he fit in with that crowd so well. Yeah, yeah, it's really his people. Yeah. So at one of these shows in particular, there was a uh, a popular celebrity fashion designer named Manuel that went to see Dwight play. Mm-hmm. So, so he was impressed by Dwight's music, his charisma as a performer, and he would um, he would encourage a uh, a manager slash producer named Sherman Halsey to come see Dwight.
1: Yeah, and I think that what it was is that um, Sherman, you know, like going out looking for acts and stuff, mm. could probably see the potential. Like, you know, here's this guy playing his own unique brand of like hillbilly rock and roll. Yeah. And here's this cow punk culture <laughs> that is just eating it up and loving yeah. it. Um, So... Sure, would approach him, they'd talk it out, and he'd kinda of work with him and fine tuning his sound and his style, you know, for the image yeah. it worked best for him. Um and then Dwight would up and return to Nashville in search of a record deal. And sadly, you know, he would find a similar welcome again to where like, Well, that's cool, but you don't really fit the mold that we're right. trying to push everybody into at the moment. This is this is what we're interested in. Right.
0: They still weren't fully ready for Dwight's whole know. Yeah whole shtick yet, you know?
1: Yeah. So like, I guess probably like a little frustrated being like, I'll just, I'll just go about this my own way. Mm -hmm. Uh, He'd get some money together and he would record an EP. um, That was released in 84 and that would be guitars, Cadillacs, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) Um, And after it's release, it would be, it kind of started to generate a lot of interest with it's, you know, it's unique take on traditional sounds. Mm -hmm. Um, And then 85 his EP would find its way, uh, to a Warner Brothers executive by the name of Paige Levy. Um, so she flies out to meet him at a show, and she said, after seeing one show and talking to him, like, she knew that was it. Like, she, this, <laughs> sign the papers, bud. Like, let's make you a star. Yeah. Uh, so Dwight would sign with Warner Brothers. He'd release his uh, debut album, a Fuller Length from the EP, uh, The Guitars, Cadillacs, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, Finding his first number one hit with Honky Tonk Man, which was a... Uh, Kind of a reimagined cover he had of a Jimmy Horton song. Yeah. And it would also be the first ever country music video played on MTV.
0: That's awesome. That's so cool.
1: Yeah. So, kind of like, you know, the, the warm reception of his honky tonk hillbilly music mm-hmm. and the emergence of other artists like uh, Randy Travis and Steve Earle at the time. Um, he would kind of find himself at the forefront of an emerging intrigue mm-hmm. towards a new sound which would you know kind of push us away from that pop country urban cowboy phase and yeah be the stepping stones into the the 90s country era right. that we love uh, so much and also thought it was funny too because i'd read an excerpt of or talking about how i guess at the time because he had a song that was you know guitars cadillac's hillbilly music mm-hmm. and around the same time steve Earle had a tune that was hillbilly highway uh-huh. is that that really apparently pissed George Jones off because he was like, "We spent all these years trying to get to get him to stop calling us hillbillies," and he's like, "Steve Earle and Dwight Yoakam ruined it in one day." Yeah, that's hilarious. Like, they're just taking pride in the name, you know.
0: That's all. <laughs> you and your mom are hillbillies. <laughs> that's exactly what he yeah. said to him. <laughs>
1: But, you know, and that kind of, that's the jumping off point. He spent, I mean, many, many years trying to make it before he finally made it. Right. But, man, once he made it, it really, it came fast. Oh, yeah. The hits started coming. <laughs> Just to give you an idea of some, you know, uh, accomplishments and achievements of Dwight in his time, after that release of that debut album in 1986, he would be named the top new male vocalist for the Academy of Country Music, which I feel like maybe had to hurt some of them a little bit after yeah. they've been like, no, you got to go, you're not welcome mm-hmm. here. And are right. like, oh, here's this award for you. Mm-hmm. You ruined everything. <laughs> uh, he's a member of the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame,
0: rightfully so. Rightfully makes so. sense.
1: Him and Vince, if you recall, if you listen to the Vince episode, both members of the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame.
0: Yep, yep, that's true.
1: Um. He has an honorary doctorate from the Ohio Valley University in Parkersburg, West Virginia. <laughs> That's He's awesome.
0: That's so cool. So man of much knowledge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: hey,
0: Dwight knows a few things about a few things, you know. Yeah. He's got papers to back it He's up. He's got papers.
1: <laughs> um surprisingly enough, like he has a lot of really good and popular songs, but not a lot that charted mm-hmm. insanely well. So I thought it was wild that he only has six number one singles. That blew my mind. Yeah, to find like, that out I would have thought much, much higher.
0: Like 25, you know. Or, Easily. Or more. You In know? my heart,
1: there's 25 number one singles.
0: Yeah. Every, every single is a number one single, you know. <laughs> In our if, hearts, anyway.
1: If you're a fan of, you know, maybe picking the old flat top box, <clears throat> some of you may know that Gibson, at one point, they'd actually made a signature Dwight Yoakam uh, acoustic line of guitars called mm-hmm. the Y2Ks. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, if you know, then you know that they're these beautiful jumbo, like full body double pick guard. Mm-hmm. I love their the double beautiful. pick guard on those. One of one forever, but they just, I don't think they were ever issued left handed. Probably not, yeah. just because they're such a limited line. Right. But, oh man, absolutely beautiful. <laughs> yeah,
0: that would rule to own one of those. <laughs> Eventually, Dwight would, uh, he would be kind of, in my mind, anyway, like a spokesperson for what they called the Bakersfield Sound. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that, that that you guys went as well in uh, Nashville to the Country Music Hall of Fame. There's like this whole exhibit on the uh, the Bakersfield Sound. Yes. And they have like like one of his outfits that he wore. And you can actually see like these amazing jeans in, it's beautiful. Like, in person. <laughs> it's amazing. You can see shooting star. Yeah. This is something you don't see every day. No. But uh, a lot of stuff about Buck Owens and stuff like that. But um, in my mind, the Bakersfield Sound is kind of just like um, like polka, which just means accordion. <laughs> and I, I had talked last last episode on the the Clint Black episode about how um, if you don't know what you're doing, the harmonica is kind of like a humiliating instrument. Yes, I feel like I feel like accordion is is humiliating, whether you're good at it or not. <laughs> And if you're bad at it,
1: everybody knows within like four seconds. So like, he's never touched this thing before. Like,
0: <laughs> take this from him. It's like, like I can't imagine like one of my children like wanting to learn accordion and like being in the house for that experience. Mm. Like
1: dozens of instruments,
0: and this is what you and this, this is, is what this you thing. brought home. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, like verbal meme, like the. Like the Thanos talking to the little girl, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> I learned accordion. What what did it cost? Everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But um the record that had um Streets of Bakersfield on it, which you know, he sang with Buck Owens. Buck told mm-hmm. him this will be your first number one record. Yep. And he was right. He was absolutely right he knew it <laughs> so um some people might not know i mean if you if you are not super you know keen on you know Nanny's country if you're kind of somehow getting into it now i mean number one lucky you yeah because there's you know, you've, there's you got plenty a lot to pick from a lot it's of a brand stuff. new experience that'll do nothing but bring you joy <laughs> but some people may not know about Dwight's acting career.
1: Very, he's <laughs> talented. He's a
0: He can do it all. <laughs> he plays Doyle in Sling Blade, and he owns that character. He does. He is so good. I mean, he's a terrible person yeah. in that movie, but he plays that character As so well. As an actor
1: playing a terrible person, like, man, he does <laughs> amazing. It's <laughs> It's like for... <laughs> A quote unquote honky tonk man. Yeah. Like man, he's he can play the dark side very yeah. well. And he's done that a few times even.
0: Everything's bothering me. I'm hurting <laughs> Linda. <laughs> Linda. <laughs> if you <laughs> haven't seen Sling Blade, get out <laughs> <laughs> We don't need to practice. <laughs> yeah, so uh do yourself a favor and go go watch that gym. Yep. <laughs> And I didn't even realize until recently that um, he is the uh, the dude at the very beginning of Wedding Crashers. Yeah, (laughs) you shut your
1: mouth when you're talking to me. He's got some great roles. Uh, He was in like also is like another dark character. He was in uh, the Panic Room. Mm. He was in that. That's crazy. Uh, If you've ever watched that the TV series Wolfred oh my gosh I, I,
0: he's in that also with, is it uh what's his head frodo yeah is elijah yeah elijah frodo yep. yeah elijah frodo, frodo. that's, yeah, that's the one that's his name been that's to true. mordor came back got a dog <laughs> <laughs>
1: accomplished all around you know as, yeah as a songwriter as a musician right as a producer as an actor as a podcaster. As a podcaster,
0: he's got a uh serious XM radio show, Bakersfield Beat, I think,
1: right? Yeah, that's it. Like what can he do? Like yeah. he, could, he could probably put those tiny ships in bottles successfully.
0: <laughs> I just just guessing based on what he's First done already. First try. First try. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well,
0: we have um we as you guys have have known, like just from listening to these past nine episodes now that um me and caleb have been friends for a really long time and we have been listening to dwight yokum together for a really long time very long time like we both listened to dwight yokum growing up like that's a huge part of our you know 90s country listening experiences mm-hmm. hearing dwight on the radio and seeing on tv all the time you know but i remember um vividly us driving around when we lived in huntington Together, we had an apartment down there, and um, I remember us driving around Huntington listening to uh, She Wore Red Dresses, Mm -hmm. one night, just for whatever reason, I don't know, but uh, so... (laughs) That's the song. Yeah. (laughs) But then, uh, several years later, we got the opportunity, and I think we've mentioned this before on here as well, but um, we got the opportunity to see Dwight, me, you, and Kelsey, we got to see him open up for Eric Church. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was That was phenomenal. a dream come true. He, like, he, he got, I think his slot was about like an hour. But he, they played like three or four songs before he ever said anything. Yeah. Just come out
1: and. Come out swinging. And like, it was just, <laughs> it's one of those artists that you could tell, like, he's played live for a very long time. Yeah. Because it's just smooth yeah. as butter. Like, and they managed to, I feel like they jam-packed so much into that hour that yeah. he had. Like, we heard so many songs. And it's one of those artists that you see and it's like, Man, I feel like I'm listening to the record right now because yeah. it's so
0: flawless live. Like yeah. His voice, the solos, yeah, the mix, everything. Yeah. Would Dwight, recommend. Dwight has not lost his fastball at all. Like if you if you get the opportunity to see him, you you best do it. Yeah. You know. It's an awesome it's an awesome experience.
1: Did we mention that before? Did we mention the experience of the skull? <laughs> Did we mention that? I don't think so. That like, so he opens for Eric Church. and just We have to mention this because maybe other people saw that <laughs> year that they were on tour together. But at some point in that Eric Church show, there's just, I mean, like uh, every bit of like, I don't even know how to measure. <laughs> measure I mean, like 20
0: feet tall 20, or more.
1: 20 by 20, we'll say. Maybe bigger. But this gigantic skull comes out of nowhere in the middle of this arena and drops out of the ceiling <laughs> with smoke coming out of it. I remember what song was playing. I don't playing. either. I don't like what maybe song would that Maybe drink a little fitting? drink, maybe or something. <laughs> look at what does this fit <laughs> with? But I was just like, is this happening right now? Like, this is it's this, like something you'd see in an Alice Cooper concert. Not yeah, not just for <laughs> a country concert, but any concert yeah, I've ever look, been to at that point. What is
0: happening? <laughs> how, they have to have a truck just to haul that around, in, surely, <laughs> like, is this thing inflatable? <laughs> Is this a hologram? Like, what is happening? Did they slay a giant? Is this what this is from? <laughs> yeah, that was a heck of an experience. <laughs> yeah, great show. Dwight was amazing. <laughs> he was. He. I remember he had that like that silver sequin jacket on. Didn't they all have something similar, to where like they were all kind of like shimmering. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he had like the big disco ball that hang, hangs like over top of the stage. Yeah. And that's all he needed. Like, he just came out and just slayed, man. He just killed every song. I think one of my favorite
1: songs from that evening in particular was probably um, Long White Cadillac because they just rock out for like five minutes on that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And what's wild, which he has a phenomenal band, but um, we had talked earlier just a second about Pete Anderson. Mm-hmm. He and uh, Pete kind of parted ways in two thousand two, which I didn't yeah. realize that it wasn't the same dude at the time. But uh, you know, you you hear about like all of these like classic like guitar heroes, yeah. like you know you got like your Hendrix and Clapton and like just like, all all these people through the years. Like, and I've never really had those like like okay, everything this whatever a famous guitarist does. I want to do all that. I want to learn all those songs. Like, I didn't really have a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But, man, Pete Anderson might be my, my guitar hero. Yeah. Like, the, he makes, like, his riffs make a lot of those songs. Like, really not that does. Dwight's voice doesn't, you know, but just leading off several of his big hits with these sweet riffs it, it makes a song for me. It really
1: does. Like it, they pair so well together yeah. and they're just like from, it's not even like just like a catchy solo or it's like from start to finish. Like he is, has something that catches your attention. You're like, yeah. I want to listen to this whole song. Then I want to listen to it again and just specifically listening to him play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> but just like, you know, like immediately, like when you think of like guitars, Cadillacs, like yeah. five or six notes in, you're like, Ooh, whoa! This is this is neat. <laughs> I want to hear more.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was nothing that sounded like that no. coming out during that time. You know. <laughs> man, man. Oh, oh I, Are we are we are we ready? Are we I ready? think we've gotten there. I mean, yeah. I think we've geeked out about Dwight long enough we've we've prolonged the inevitable of having to go through yeah. our top songs
1: yeah so uh big tenor welcome to the celebration show Dwight yeah. Uh if by chance you're new here or you're just started listening uh, once again what we do is we kind of give you a, a little history of you know leading up to the point of when they made it as an artist because from that point on we're all pretty aware popular of right. their their doings. Um, And then we like to talk about our favorite tracks from that artist, and what we do is we rank them in a top eight. Yeah. Uh, Eight to five being our honorable mention, songs we felt like we couldn't leave out. Yeah. Had to mention them in some form. And then five to one is our top five tracks of that artist. Yeah. Um, We both have individual lists. We don't share lists. We might talk about songs before shows, so if magic happens and we link up somewhere and have (laughs) matching songs, it's a... Calls for celebration. Right. Absolutely. We have a cowbell we ring. (laughs) Not yet. We'll we'll, we'll add that in and post. (laughs) Yeah. Post cowbell.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Add that in. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. But, um, yeah. So, if you've been listening, do you enjoy that? Awesome. If you're new and here for the party, get ready. We're about to hit you with our top tracks from Dwight Yoakam. Man. This this was
0: so hard. This was it, difficult.
1: Yeah. Like I said before we started, I've, this as far as dwindling list, it was hard to pull any song off of there. Like I think I still have extra songs left over just in case today that I wanted to shift things around because yeah. I enjoyed them that much. Yeah, this could have easily been a top sixteen for me. Like, yeah, there's that absolutely. many songs that I love.
0: Like my list started out like thirty thirty plus songs.
1: I think I was at twenty twenty four or twenty five. Yeah, so I had a, quite a few. Yeah. Just so much you don't. I don't want to hurt you, Dwight.
0: Yeah. It only hurts him when he cries. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the only time he feels the pain. Well,
1: unless you can't when teardrops fall. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to lead off? Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: I mean, not really, but not really. (laughs) Twist
1: my arm. Okay. Starting with our honorable mentions uh, for Dwight Yoakum. number eight for me, Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Man, what a cover. Yeah. What a song. And funny <laughs> enough, <laughs> um, this song, I guess, originally was only intended to be, like, he was in the Gap commercial, which might have been his jean sponsorship. I never looked into that, but I guess that maybe that was it. Maybe. Maybe. Like, being our commercial, will give you jeans for life. And he said, I've been wearing these same jeans since I was born. I can't. <laughs> But thank you. I'll do your commercial. (laughs) I can't take them off. Yeah. (laughs) They just kind
0: of grow with me. (laughs) I was born with denim legs. (laughs) But
1: But originally he was, you know, it was just performing like a a snippet of that for the commercial. But it got so much buzz from the commercial that he ended up releasing it as a single. Yeah. And man, I just love it because, one, I love Queen. And I love that song. Yeah. And I feel like he does such a great job as an artist and someone that appreciates all varieties of music of being true to the original, making a great tribute to the original, but also making it uniquely Dwight Yoakam in the sound of it.
0: Yeah. Well, covering Queen is not an easy thing to oh, do. Oh, no. Like, you can ruin it real easy. Easily done. Like, you really got to knock it out of the park to be able to, you know, do it justice. Yeah. And what a song to to cover. But he, he really kills yeah. it. It's so good.
1: And that's definitely one of those ones growing up. Like, once that hit single status and it was on the radio, like, they played that one a lot. Oh, I yeah. And I loved it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's another one of those, like, when I was really young, like... But I was I was definitely introduced to this kind of stuff before rock and roll, and we've we've covered this before, but um, I likely thought that this was a Dwight Yoakam song mm-hmm. before I had heard the Queen version. It's
1: quite an interesting song.
0: Yeah. <laughs> His voice is great on there, too.
1: Yeah. <sighs> okay, I feel a little at ease now. It's a little easier. We'll see how it goes. You got the party started. All yeah. right.
0: Number eight for me. Send a message to my heart. Oh, with Patty Loveless. Oh, that's good. It is good. (laughs) Their voices are so different, but somehow together they sound phenomenal. Yeah, it is so good. I I love this song. It just like in. I, I don't know if you could call it a duet or not. Maybe you could. I don't know. I want. I definitely wanted to include it though because it's just. It's kind of like the uh, the Travis and Marty <laughs> together. Yeah. I mean, it's a Travis song, but and I don't know if you could. You could argue that it's a duet. Yeah. But um, for the sake of this list here, that's my number eight.
1: They should probably do
0: an album together. Gosh, could you imagine?
1: Yeah. Send a message Would listen. To my heart.
0: Yeah, her harmony on top of his lead on that chorus, Mm. man, it's phenomenal. It's good. Okay. (sighs) this don't get easier as the list goes on.
1: Here we go, number seven for me. Yeah. Please, please, baby.
0: (sighs) From the album Hillbilly (laughs) Deluxe. um, Yeah.
1: This one was released as the third single um, and would peak, I think, around number six on the charts. Um, Man, A toe tapper, yeah, for certain. That riff that leads
0: the song off is so good. (laughs) This is one of the ones too where we're
1: talking about like Pete Anderson, Guitar Hero. Like from start to finish (laughs) in that song, like he's playing his heart out. He is shredding. Yeah, (laughs) listen, like from start to finish, go back and listen to that one and just listen to him play guitar, and he's really going for it.
0: I love the bass line on that. It just moves the entire song. It's so good.
1: Start off and they take her for a walk and they they don't stop.
0: It's like, it, it starts out, if you guys, when you go and listen to this on the uh, our accompanying playlist, turn it up at the very beginning of the song, because you hear somebody say, hold on a second, and you hear Dwight say, hold on to this, oh, buddy. Hold on to this, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: bang, 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 bang.
0: It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I think this
1: it's like, baby, uh, baby. post-second course in there, you get like a break, and you get this one, you get an epic fiddle solo. Yeah. And then once again, like if he hasn't been playing his heart out of enough already, he has a killer solo in there after <laughs> that. Before they do the final chorus, yeah. And like I love the song lyrically, but that's one of those ones, kind of like we talk about. What was it uh, what was the Clint Black song last time um, from the movie Maverick? Oh yeah, kind of yeah. like the same same vibe where you're just like musically. Yeah. I love this song so much.
0: Yeah, and that's that one of those. Was... Oh man. You got oh, for man. number seven. Number seven. From um, this time, which was a fantastic album. Mm-hmm. So many good songs. Two doors down. Oh Two yeah. Two doors down. There's a jukebox. This the whole entire the song, song is just a perfect classic country song, it really like is. lyrically and musically. Genius lyrically, I yeah. think.
1: Like big brain.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this is big brain stuff here. Um. You know how I do the thing from time to time where I kind of like make up these stories in my mind about how songs like interconnect and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Dolly has a song also titled Two Doors Down. Yeah. Which is a very different feel than Dwight's. (laughs) Yeah. Like his is like, he's down on himself the entire time and hers, she, you know, she kind of, she starts down on herself and then... By the end of it, she's laughing and drinking and having
1: yeah. a party. He's, he's drinking, but he's not laughing and having no, a party.
0: No, Like I feel like, like in my mind, they like they're both kind of like the uh, like the subject or whatever I don't know grammar of a breakup. Yeah, and each song is their own experience post breakup. I like that. You know, yes. That's 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 where my mind goes anyway. So like, when you listen to Two Doors Down. Then go and listen to Dolly's two doors down, and yeah. just like try to imagine that they started out in the same situation and just kind of see where it takes you from there.: Yeah, it's fun.:
1: That song, man, the lyrics are so good.
0: Yeah, it really is. And uh did you listen to the uh, the Bluegrass version? Mm-hmm. Man, yeah He put out a bluegrass record a few years ago with a bunch of his hits. That's a
1: That's one of those awesome two where like version. I could it's hard to toss up between which version I enjoy more because mm-hmm. they're both amazing in yeah. their own way.
0: Yeah, for sure. So that's my that's my number seven. I would have liked to it have been in the top five, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay, we're approaching our last honorable mentions here. Yeah, we're yeah. at
1: number six. Number six for me. Mr. Johnson's love. Mister, I don't know that. What record is this on? you not heard this? You've heard this, haven't you? Some people claim they still hear him, call her name.
0: No, I don't know it. We've had to hear this. Oh, my gosh. I, as soon as we're done recording yeah. this, I'm going to listen to it. Um, Mr. Johnson's look. Comes
1: from Hillbilly Deluxe, released in 87. Okay. Was not a single. Yeah. Uh, That's
0: probably why I didn't hear it, I guess.
1: Maybe because it ran a little too long, you know. Uh-huh. Then, like they were at the time, they were pretty lean on, like you know, two and a half, three right. and a half minutes, like radio time. Yeah, uh, but maybe because it's absurdly sad, also, and people <laughs> might swerve into oncoming of traffic. <laughs> um, I really think that it might be one of the saddest songs of the era. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited now. Um, and they kind of talk about his uh, talk about this song his biographer does in his book, which I'm I must read now because I've never mm. read it. Um, but it's called A Thousand Miles from Nowhere. Great name for a book, first of all. Yeah. But it mentions how this tr- kind of tells a similar story of kind of like, you know, George Jones, he stopped loving her today. Mm-hmm. But it's always like Dwight has the ability as a writer to take it a step further and make it sadder and darker. Yeah. Because, you know, when he stopped loving her today, like he <laughs> dies, yeah. but he's he's free from this heartache finally at least. Right. Um. But on Dwight's take, it has the lines in the last verse are, I heard the preacher at the service say from love, he's finally free. But I say love, it knows no season. It haunts the soul eternally. Gosh. It's like, wow. (laughs) Like if you're in the back of the room at that funeral, congratulations on ruining this occasion. That's already terrible for this grieving family. The preacher's like, well, you know, at least he's finally free. And there's Dwight back there. And be like, no, he's not. He ain't. No, he's never. (laughs) Sorry y'all,
0: but no. That you know, plays a wreath up on his door, but <laughs> he ain't going to be smiling. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. Last last honorable mention for oh me. Oh, boy. What you got? From the same record, this time, Ain't That Lonely Yet.
1: No, I ain't that lonely yet.
2: No, I ain't lonely.
0: That's, man, I, I have... I've just always loved this song. I've mm-hmm. loved this cause it's, that's another one you, you heard on the radio all the time and it's, it, it's kind of cool. It It is kind of a sad song, but at the same time, he's like, he's kind of like over it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of his, his experience of like, okay, um, I've come out on the tail end of it there, it, but it's still, yeah, it's still pretty like heavy lyrically, but it's, it's so good.
1: Uh-huh. It's catchy too.
0: Uh, again, there's Pete Anderson with his mean riffs that are hooking just us so and reeling us in. Catchy. Yeah. So catchy. Okay, well there's our honorable mentions. That
1: wasn't that wasn't so bad. We've we've made it this far. Yeah, yeah. Uh wanna pass over to you. You wanna kick us off on the top five?
0: Yeah, sure. Um no surprise here from the same record a thousand miles from nowhere. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, Very popular in our youth.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I went back and re- rewatched the video the other day. He's just like standing on. It's 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 really like, especially if I feel like for that time it was it was super cool. Like the, the way they made the music video. It's like these huge shots of him riding this train, just like playing his Telecaster and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it's just I don't know where it was filmed or anything like that. Where I he was going? Yeah. <laughs> Time didn't matter to him. I don't it. I can it tell ma- you how far away he was, <laughs> <laughs>
1: roughly a thousand miles.
0: <laughs> it's it's filmed super super well. It all it always kind of bothers me, I guess, for some reason to see people playing an electric guitar that's not plugged up to anything, it just like on a train. But you know, in this case, it don't bother me so much because it it just looks so cool and everything. Yeah. As, at some point. There, he's kind of crossing this this bridge on the train and there's like a lady just like standing in the middle of the river for yeah. some reason. Like, I don't know what, how this lost? ties in. <laughs> You're a thousand miles from nowhere out here, lady. What are you doing? <laughs> and that's another thing that the guitar is just so good in. Like, it's, it's a little heavier than you would hear in, I mean, 90s country. Yeah. You, you don't hear... Like that much gain on a lead guitar very often in early mid nineties country. Yeah. But that that uh that was one of those ones too. Good.
1: That for me early on, I couldn't tell you how early on, but it was earlier on in me first learning to play guitar mm-hmm. that was a song that I learned because it's yeah not a lot as far as chords go, but it's just man, it's such a fun song to play.
2: No matter to me.
1: What you got? Okay. Number five for me, honky tonk man.
0: I'm a honky tonk
1: man. Where, where would he be without Pete, though? You know, like he would have probably made it, but yeah, I don't think this sound would have been what it is known for. Yeah, uh, this one, like we said earlier in mentioning, uh, was originally a Johnny Horton song that I think was released back in uh 56 which is kind of cool and funny that's his first number one hit because yeah. it's also from the year he was born yeah it's that's cool pretty neat yeah um
0: much better than the original <laughs> oh,
1: <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this one would debut uh in the 70s on the church like 74 and climbed all the way to number three he has a lot of those it's like on the cusp or the yeah. top five but doesn't get the number one spot right um it's the first track you hear from the debut debut album, like it's number one in rotation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a great introduction to Dwight Yoakam yeah. and his sound that you're about to experience on the rest yeah. of this record. And he he lets us know up front. He's like, "Hey, I'm a honky tonk man. Yeah, and I can't seem to stop. <laughs> and we're and we're so so glad.
0: <laughs> That's this is one of those songs that you definitely like. If you're familiar at all with Dwight Yoakam, you know way more of the lyrics to this song than you think you do. Yeah. Like once you sit in, like actually going to, it's, it's like, it just kind of comes to yeah. you, you know? <laughs>
1: Next thing you know, you'll
0: be whirling around an old jukebox. <laughs> Till your money's all gone. Yeah. You're on the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> that song, it, it, for some reason to me, it, it has a similar feel to uh Ricky Skaggs, uh, honey, won't you open that door? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I can see that the same vibes. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that fun, like swingy, like up tempo classic country sound. Mm -hmm. I love it.
1: Okay, moving on to number four.
0: Yeah, yep. All right, you're the one. You're the one. You're the one. Man, this this is a great song. It's it's just such such a well written song. And uh, I love that you know he kind of went back to his Kentucky roots with the sound of that one. It's just you know just straight up like bluegrassy like bluegrassy yeah. instruments and with the the vocal harmonies and stuff like that. It's just yeah. it's great.
1: This is one of quite a few Dwight Yoakam cassettes that I had. Oh, I used to listen to this one a lot. Yeah, and just like hours on end there listening to the, the saddest Dwight Yoakam songs. Yeah. Eventually, where it's like, you know, Mom can be
0: like, "Can can
1: you listen to something else? Like, you're depressing everyone in this you're, house.
0: You're 11 years old you you can't grasp the depth of the the sadness of this song. I'm hurting, Linda. Everything's yeah. bothering me.
1: We're just all gonna have to get along, and be a family. <laughs> Tag us if you're dressing up as Doyle for Halloween this year,
0: you know, from Sling Blade, <laughs> and w- <laughs> I feel like we should mention um, we um, we both we we had a mutual friend that we that we both lived with in that apartment in Huntington. His name was Jamie. Jamie, you know, passed away a few years ago, but um, he he was one of the most joyous people. Yes, that you truly. have ever been around. Like you couldn't not just laugh hysterically. Yeah. But when uh, I think it, it was either the first or second day that we moved down there, Jamie had, uh, he had cut his own hair.
2: <laughs> and he
0: didn't do a great job, but he just went with it. Instead of like getting upset about it, you know, he proceeded to fully dress up <laughs> <laughs> as Carl from Sling Blade. And he had to. Uh, he, took, he even took his belt off and put his college books together and his belt was packing them around. I still have a picture of it somewhere. That, uh, that's it was, one of my favorite memories of living good. in Huntington. Ain't got no
1: gas in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want for him. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, You're the One. That's uh, that, That's a great song. There's a a bluegrass cover of this song by a uh, a group called Flat Lonesome, and like it was like a hit for them. And it was this was just a handful of years ago, but they did a phenomenal job covering it's a doozy. this song. It is like you. It's hard to imagine until you hear it. It's hard to imagine the song without Dwight's tone of voice and everything you know, but just their harmonies and like how like soft their version it's a little slower than his version but man
1: they absolutely kill it that's one of those ones that's like kidding. you know put, put in some put on some headphones and turn that one on and just prepare to cry <laughs> yep that's <she> it <laughs> really tugs at the heartstrings like you yeah. just like one of those um vocalists that's just really emotional and conveying mm-hmm. the lyrics man spectacular cover. yeah <laughs> it's very good it's really good Okay, number four for me.
0: Number four. Nothing's Changed Here. Nothing's Changed Here. What record's that on?
1: This was from uh, the 1990 album, If There Was A Way. Oh, okay. Uh, this would end up being the third single from that record. Um, and it was a song that kind of had a little bit of mixed reception. Um, here in the U.S., it made it to around 15 on the Billboard charts. Mm-hmm. However, like in Canada, it got all the way to number two. It ended up being one of wow. his most popular songs on that record in Canada. Oh wow! Okay, so weird how that works. Yeah. Uh, this one also. Do you remember in a Travis Tritt episode talking about Lord have mercy on the working man? Yeah. And the man that helped write that was a fellow by the name of Costas. That's his, yeah, yeah. You know, one of those only names, right? Um, he also helped write this song. He was a really? co-writer on this. yeah
0: Oh wow! That, well, that's cool. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, but man, I just—it's one of those I like. I like the way it's arranged mm-hmm. as a whole. Right. It has like that kind of like country shuffle vibe about it, and mainly I just the way they've arranged it to where like every time a new verse starts, it was kind of like the band will pause and drop, and it's uh-huh. just his voice, just him just hollering. Yeah. And it's oh amazing. My gosh. Big fan. <laughs> That's cool. That's one of those ones when it comes on, like I have to see it through. Yeah, and I have to sing every word.
0: Costas, like share. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're breaking into the top three, man! Oh, man,
1: this is gonna be interesting.
0: My number three is
1: "You've Got Your." Little ways hurt, hurt me. me.
0: This song rules. I love this song so much, and it, it's another one that the bass like does not stop the entire yeah. time. It's got that fun little. It's got that nice little like callback <laughs> to Buck Owens
1: in
2: the yeah. beginning.
0: You've got yeah. Little wave,
2: one cold look
0: was Pete Man. taking it for a walk bro, bro. Again. he gets low bro, bro. on that too I don't bo- know bo- if bo- that's bo- a baritone bo- tone bo- bo- or what's going on there, but that it's bound to be yeah but gosh, I love it it sounds He's so good way down there and then the 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 fiddle saws in just a fun fun yes. song. How to tear me out. And that's your three. Yeah, that was um Hillbilly Deluxe. It's another great song off of that record. That was a that's a great album altogether.
1: It mm. really is. Yeah. Speaking of Hillbilly Deluxe, my number three also comes from that album. Okay. Not to be confused with A Thousand Miles from Nowhere. Yeah. But simply One Thousand Miles. Yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um once again from Hillbilly Deluxe. I can't remember off the top of my head what all are singles on that, but some mm. of my favorite songs from that are not singles, and this is also one of yeah. them. I um, feel like it should have also have consideration for maybe one of the saddest songs <laughs> of the era. And again, kind of harkening back to uh, Mr. Johnson's Love, how it kind of mm. gives you those George Jones, He Stopped loving Her Today vibes. Yeah. This song always makes me think of... Um, how you were saying earlier, with like a shared experience on yeah. two doors down. This one always makes me think of uh, Merle Haggard's Silver Wings. Oh, my god! So in- instead of kind of watching the plane take off, yeah. he's on the plane. Oh, man. having Still having terrible feelings, but he is now on the plane and leaving as opposed yeah. to watching the plane leave him. Oh, that's man, that's yeah. good. I like that. Um, man, just beautifully written and terribly, <laughs> terribly sad. Yeah. Like, Silver Wings is sad, and he mm-hmm. somehow semi- – Takes like a similar concept Mm. of a sad song with planes involved, yeah, and makes it sadder. Uh, But I think some of my favorite lines in that are, "Across the aisle, they're holding hands, revealing brand new wedding bands, but our sweet gold is is turned to rust, or it's gone to rust. Now my life has turned to dust." Gosh, if I'm on that plane, I'm (laughs) I'm putting her down. Like I'm done. (laughs) I can just feel his sadness like spreading throughout the plane and we we just need to just need to call it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure he has a version of that on that record he put out that's just him and an acoustic guitar. Mm -hmm.
1: And like, I just love the fiddle accents in that too where it's not at all times played fully through there. Mm -hmm. But like around that third verse when they bring it in it's just like a chun chun chun
0: chun chun Mm chun
1: just uh, like, spread throughout on that verse.
0: Oh, my gosh. it Adds to the sad sound. <laughs> I think my favorite lyrics on that was when he's like, I'm leaving on a jet plane. I don't know if I would. <laughs> His bags are packed. He's ready to go. <laughs> John
1: Denver. <laughs> I no. thought the Rockies would be a little rockier.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This was difficult. Mm-hmm. These top
1: two fought. Yeah. They fought real hard. I was surprised at my list altogether with
0: what I would consider my truly favorite Dwight yeah. songs. Yeah. My number two, and of course, another song off of this time, Fast As You.
1: <laughs> <laughs> kind of like some Roy Orbison vibes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Absolutely i watched a um and you probably saw it too like he played this on one of like the country music award things mm-hmm. and like they just had like these gigantic clocks on stage with like these these ladies like dancing in these weird suits yeah like this is a trip yeah <laughs> i always felt
1: like being a kid and like enjoying that song and then like seeing the music video and be like mm-hmm. I'm gonna get in trouble for watching this. Is this something I'm allowed to watch?
0: He's wild. Uh, It might have been this uh, this this music video. Like we were watching it at the house the other day, and um, Kelsey said, "Like there's it's only women in the crowd." I was like, "That's probably pretty. That's probably about right." You know. Ladies from all around the world mm. are gonna come see how he gets in them jeans. You know
1: they gotta know.
0: <laughs> we can't sleep at night until we know. That's a great song, though. Of course, you know, here comes Pete again with this riff that just drives the entire yeah. song. The only time he breaks is for when to go into like a more intricate solo than he's already playing. Beow, beow. Beow, Those bends in yeah. that are just just go and go.
1: It's like a glitter ring there at the end. Yeah. Ooh.
0: It's an awesome song. Oh boy, what you got for number two?
1: Oh okay. Here we go. Number two, reading, rotten route twenty three.
0: <laughs> what a song. Yeah.
1: Once again, not a single from Hillbilly Deluxe. Yeah. Surprisingly. <laughs> um Reading. Right. If any of those songs that were in consideration for a single, I feel like it should have been this one. Of yeah. the Not a singles I had for this. Um, It's one of my favorite songs that he's, you know, personally pinned. Yeah. Um, And man, he just, lyrically, it's a fairly simple song, but he just paints a very vivid picture with his words. Yeah. And tells a story. Yeah. You know, like at the a time when all these people were migrating from Appalachia. Right. And looking for work and, you know, kind of, going to bigger cities and being made fun of for yeah. where they're from and the way they talk as a means of like bettering themselves and providing for their family. Like it's mm-hmm. a nice little peek behind the curtain back into history of yeah. throughout the region too. Um, And Reading? man, start to finish. What a great track. It's good. Um, I love in there too. When he says, have you ever been up in a holler? Have you ever yerd <laughs> you know, specifically with Y H E R D. Yeah. You got a yard. <laughs> If you've never yeard, you've you've never you've not been around these parts. Yeah. <laughs> but if you if you come around here, you will surely year. Yeah. Don't oh. hear it. And uh I guess to steal a line from that song, you know, that I'm I'm proud to say that I've been blessed
0: and touched by Dwight's sweet Hillbilly charm. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what i I like about that song, like it's talking about like Prestonsburg and stuff like that like yeah. what what I've always found cool about it is for several years, I was traveling twenty three through Kentucky for work like mm-hmm. several times a week, and I'm just like passing all these places and driving through these places that he's talking about and these places like the place he's from and yeah. all this like that that's a super cool to. Like kind of think about him traveling the same road, like jotting down words here and there, yeah. and ends up with that song. You know, yeah,
1: the experience of the countless who knows how many people <laughs> with the, throughout history at that time went back and forth on that road to go work through the week and come yeah. back home and see their family on the weekends. So yeah,
0: it's a really neat experience to have. Yeah, it it really is. Um, if you find yourself on US twenty three traveling through Kentucky. Fifty-five speed limit. They mean fifty-five speed limit. They will pull you over <laughs> and out. give you a ticket. <laughs> they are not joking <laughs> about that speed limit. It's so boring too because, like, it's a pretty daggone straight highway road. A couple, a couple like grade changes. You know, you get to go up and down a little, yeah. little bit. Yeah, this. a little bit of a curve here and there. Yeah, but, but that's not much. You're gonna want to drive like seventy. Yeah. don't, don't, don't do it unless you're. Do not recommend unless you want to pay the troll toll. Yeah. Do not. <laughs> Do not drive over fifty-five. <laughs> well, here we are again. We'll meet at number one. Here we are again. You want to um, kind of recap our our eight through two real quick? Yes, let's do it. Well, I started off with uh, Dwight with Patty Loveless, Send a message to my heart. Two doors down. Ain't that lonely yet? A thousand miles from nowhere. You're the one. Little ways. Fast as you. All right, what well you got? Uh, for me, starting off
1: at number eight, honorable mentions: the uh, cover of Crazy Little Thing Called Love, mm-hmm. please, please, baby, please, please, baby, uh, Mister Johnson's Love, and then going into my top five: uh, Honky Tonk Man, Nothing's Changed Here, One Thousand Miles, yeah. Reading, writing, Route 23. Route 23.
0: And now here we are at number one. Number one. We somehow did it. We haven't cried yet. We haven't fought yet. <laughs> Thank you, Dwight. Let's <laughs> this together. My number one. Guitars, Cadillacs. same. Yes, we I did it. I was hoping. Yes, I was hoping. We've done it. <laughs> guitars, Cadillacs hillbilly music (laughs) what a perfect song yeah (laughs) in in so
1: so many ways yeah i mean like musically lyrically music video even like the music video for Mm -hmm. that is great like because at one point they're just in like i guess maybe like uh an auto body shop or something of the nature (laughs) yeah but at one point they're just jamming and Pete is on a Cadillac that's on a lift, and he's just like <laughs> 10 foot in the air on the hood of the car, just jamming up there, sky high. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Guitars, Cadillacs. What a song. Yeah. Gosh, I love it. From the debut album uh, of the same name. There is a fantastic live version of this. Which, honestly, that, this is the only version that I can like listen to on Spotify right now. Did you run into this at all?
1: Yeah, and, and this is because Warner Brothers, our music group, is, or they're terrible people. And they're trying to take... You can't get that album yeah. on there either because yeah. through Reprise Records, which is part of them, yeah. they are currently, I think, in dispute over rights to some of these tracks is yeah. what the issue is.
0: The, and that's the same group that are uh, trying to keep us from seeing the Travis Tr trilogy of videos, right? Yes, it Which is also.
1: Andy, <laughs> <Eddie. Eddie>. Andy, <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> come on, Warner Brothers,
1: get it together. Yeah, this one I think it peaked at number uh, number two, and like, c- come on, this is number one song. Yeah, right. this like, should just gave but it how
0: to how. Yeah, but that that live version of that, it's you know, it's on Spotify. That like the live performance is on YouTube and it's fantastic. Yeah, I think your only
1: options on there are the live version. There's the Dwight Yoakam Acoustic.net, mm-hmm. which we haven't spoke about, which is amazing on its yeah. song. Yeah. Uh, but there's an acapella version on there. Ooh, uh, oh, oh yeah. my gosh. And then the Bluegrass album that has the Bluegrass version, which yeah. is what I've been jamming in substitution yeah. because Warner Brothers are terrible people. Yeah. They don't want us to enjoy these good songs. Yeah, how dare they. <laughs>
0: yeah. How dare they. I'm going to write them a strongly worded letter. <laughs> I love the little uh the intro they put on this on the live version yeah. and he's kinda just like doing his moves out there, you know, which uh, that had to have been so foreign to see for you know him to be like like thrusting around and like doing like the hip thing and and like his skin tight yeah denim jeans. <laughs> It's like
1: this. People going from that area of pop Crunch are like, what happened to what happened to Kenny? Like, what's what's this man doing out here? But I feel like maybe to get to experience these songs fully like we should, that we're just gonna to have to go to California and find Warner Music Group and we're just gonna have to hit those people with our guitars and our Cadillacs.
0: Like, let them know we mean business. <laughs> he he um he likes talking about Cadillacs, for sure. You know, he did the uh, the long white Cadillac, which I think that was a cover.
1: Yeah, I think it's from another, like, uh, band that was kind of popular within that cow punk scene. Mm-hmm. I think it was called The Blasters, maybe. Mm-hmm. But the song, originally theirs, but their yeah. version and
0: his version are very drastically different. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he even talked, I heard him in an interview talking about um, uh, kind of going back to the Kentucky thing. He's like, if you, if you had a Cadillac, like that's kind of like signifying, like you got out, like you got out of, uh, yeah, you made it, (laughs) you made it out of Kentucky. You know, if you're, if you're riding your long white Cadillac, you made it, you know, (laughs) he was like, he talks about, um, Parkville, Kentucky. He's like, I'm from Parkville, Kentucky population. And he rattles off the number. Is it in minus me and then they just go into another song? <laughs> I mean, I think this
1: song too is like if I ever had to pick a top five songs from the era as mm-hmm. a whole, this song makes it I think into my top five yeah, from easily. The era. Um because it's an amazing song, but two for me it's also one of those songs that like from that time period we talk about listening to this stuff when we were younger or throughout our lives that really takes me back because this is one like if I had a nickel for every time that I saw my father cut a rug to this song or <laughs> play this song like I'd have a few rolls of nickels at this point. Yeah, Like it takes me back I can hear it in the garage Yeah. and see him dancing and I can almost <laughs> smell the corn liquor
0: you know. It just it paints a picture. Yeah. It, it takes you back to yeah. a certain time and place. Yeah. <laughs> dancing like jessica in the garage (laughs) so yeah that was um that was definitely the most difficult list and um i think the only way that i could even narrow it down is uh we had we had talked beforehand like is there any way that we could kind of separate some of these covers and talk about them, yeah. Because you can easily make a top five covers, yeah, top ten he covers. Covers you know?
1: plenty, and they're all spectacular.
0: They really, they they really are. He's got, um, he's got an awesome version of Wichita Lineman, Glen Campbell song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. They, like the drums especially, are. It like the way they they drive it's so different than the original but at the same time he still does justice to the original you know
1: yeah makes it his own unique song yeah.
0: <laughs> every time i hear that song i think of on um, on parks and rec where um, ron he had to climb a power pole <laughs> to like steal tv service for their like like campaign viewing or whatever yeah <laughs> He's just saying, "I am a lineman for the the county, county. just hanging off the pole in the middle of the night." Still on the
2: line.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You had already talked about the crazy little thing called love. Awesome, awesome cover. Um, I want you to want me. I love that one. I'd bought. I
1: think that I'm pretty certain. I could be mistaken, but. I think that was on the album Tomorrow Sounds Today, originally. Mm, yeah. And I had that on CD and didn't even know that that was a cover that was going to be on right. there. But I Once I found it, I'd listen to that
0: all the time. Yeah. Like he's, it's so, so good. If you haven't heard that, please go listen. <laughs> he has that Beatles cover, The Things We Said Today. Mm-hmm. And that, that's another one. Like It's kind of surprising how much gain they used on that lead guitar like it was pretty pretty nasty you know it it was good they went for it i'm a big fan of the uh
1: suspicious Minds. better than the original yeah Yeah. sorry Sorry. not sorry sorry if you like elvis (laughs) but i think initially (laughs) that wasn't that was uh, written and recorded by another artist pre-elvis doing it him cutting it um but it didn't chart it didn't yeah didn't go over well, and that's why we I can't think of the guy's name because obviously it was terrible, yeah, like sorry, whoever you you were uh, but the then Elvis bad. cut it, and it was a big hit, yeah, and then Dwight cut it, and
0: that's the best,
1: sorry, mm. not sorry,
0: and that little like that little random like slow down piece, yeah dun, dun, you know it kind of waltzes mm-hmm. for a second then, dun, 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 dun. then it picks back up dun, 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 dun. I can't imagine how difficult that that guitar riff is to just like hold it together, playing that in the entire song.
1: Yeah, for four minutes.
0: That's good. That's very good.
1: And then, like, um, among the other things he's covered, and I think one of the most random ones that probably, I bet this is one that probably a lot of people don't enjoy, mm-hmm. but I still love it, is Purple Rain. For the Bluegrass album.
0: Dude, I didn't know that was going to be on there. Yeah. And, like, cause, like, it didn't even click when, like, that, um, what's it called? Like, Swimming Pools and Movie Stars or something like that, that Bluegrass record. Mm-hmm. Like, I was kind of just, like, sampling the track list one day when it came out, and it didn't click reading Purple Rain. It yeah. didn't click, oh, this is actually a yeah. Prince cover. Man, I love it so it's much. It's so good. It's
1: it's its own purple song, you know what I mean? Like rain, it's a Prince song, rain. but his arrangement of it is yeah. very very different. Purple rain, purple rain. It's very Dwight Yoakam. It's very bluegrass. Very heavy on so the bluegrass. Good. Who would have guessed that that song would work in that format? It
2: purple rain.
0: Sit <laughs> the fiddle comes in. Have yeah, you if you been sleeping on that one? <laughs> It's good. Go listen, yes. Yeah, that whole, there's several tracks on that Bluegrass album that I like those tracks better than the original.
1: Yeah, there were some of those, like, of I wonder, maybe, I think probably like A Thousand Miles. That was a song that I never listened to a lot until I listened to it on the Bluegrass album and then went back and listened to the original.
0: Yeah, kind
1: of fell in love with it there on the
0: Bluegrass album. Like, he leans heavily into his his Kentucky upbringing, yeah. like, even like the way he said, like you said here earlier yeah. on, um, have you ever heard? Yeah. On uh, these arms that hang here by my uh, side. <laughs> that was so one good. that I was playing with that kept coming in and out of my top eight. Yep. Like, it was hard to pull it, but the, um, one that almost made it onto my list. That was, that's on there that i that I love that the Bluegrass version, even more than the original, is Home for Sale. That's for a sad sale. song. Yes, Much too long. Sad, sad music. That's no. another... Another outlier I million. had that I almost included was,
1: um, it wasn't a super popular album at the time, but I think it was the album it was Gone. I had that yeah. one on cassette, and I listened yeah. to that tape all the time. Like, till, probably until it stopped me. working. Yeah, yeah. that'll be me. A great song, no way. but I always loved was it nothing on that album? Mm. Nothing but sorrow. Oh, but it has like those like kind of like uh, mid to late '60s rock vibes, yeah. and it's a really weird song for him at the time. <laughs> yeah, from his other sound that he has, mm-hmm. but he it has like this real driving drum beat, and he has like backup singers that you'd find common with things from that earlier era. Yeah. But that was also a fantastic song. But if you haven't
0: heard. Go listen to nothing. Nothing. Gosh, I man, there's there's several here that um, I really wanted to include. Yeah, but I just couldn't do it. Turn it, turn it
1: on, turn it up, turn me loose. Yep, a Jesco go go to
2: dancing
0: bow. song. <laughs> what I don't know, which is another one yeah. from the bluegrass record, but that's that's a great one. That's one that I Always prefer were, yeah. the bluegrass version. Yeah, yeah. Always late with your kisses. Yeah. That one on that one very, very close to made it to to my top eight there. I wouldn't put it past me. I uh, I
1: <laughs> yesterday in my list originally I had long white Cadillac in there and it didn't mm-hmm. make it, but Cadillac. Dun, dun, bow, bow. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Like we could have done like a part two it with a whole new yeah. Whole new list of songs. Like he has so many that are just so jagg on good. I have a question for you. Okay. In your mind is his song Little Sister creepy or yes. not. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. <It's>, yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, most definitely. <laughs> Because I've, I've talked to people before that's like, that is a creepy song. And, like, growing up, like, I didn't think about it much. It's one of those, like, you don't think so much about the lyrics as you just kind of hear the sound of the song. Yeah, You know? But when I got older, I was like, I don't know, man. That kind of, might be kind of weird for you to say.
1: <laughs> Musically, if you're just listening to the music and the vocals are pulled down, like, yeah. man, what a catchy riff all yeah. the way through. Like, they're jamming. better
0: Those little...
2: To show.
0: If you're listening with the words, you're like, "Ooh, what is <laughs> happening here?" Like, I need a little more context. Like, I need, like, Dwight, I need to hear you say that the little sister that you're talking about is of age, <laughs> and preferably like someone else's sister, right? <laughs> yeah. Not your own. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've left us hanging, and <laughs> there's we, a lot of <laughs> questions that we need answered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you can't put those
1: kind of questions out there and not give us answers. Cause...
0: <laughs> little no. sister, don't you do what your big sister done? We're gonna put up a poll after this episode airs: <laughs> is little sister creepy or not? <laughs> we want you guys to weigh in on that. If uh, if it's like I have a feeling, you know, seventy five percent and up will yeah. say yes. <clears throat> Creepy, yeah. but I wanna hear like like what is the creepiest line for you? like yeah. what did it for you? If you say no, it's not creepy we we'll publicly <laughs> shame
1: you. You might be no. creepy
2: too, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this has been a blast. This has been fun, yeah, the big tenor, the big ten we made it. Yep, y'all said we couldn't do it. Nobody said that. I just keep saying yeah, yeah. that for some reason. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Looks like we made it. <laughs> Look how far we've come, you know, little sister. <laughs> See, it's weird. Just the just the words, little in sister. Any, in any context, it, I don't It's weird. It's not normal. Dwight. There's some cringe about it. Yeah, yeah, that's cringe worthy. I think.
2: I was like, hey,
1: little sister, don't you do what your big sister done? She's like, how about you never talk to me again, weirdo? (laughs) I'm calling the cops. Mom? (laughs) He's out here again.
0: (laughs) Leave me alone. Have a restraining order.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. But, you know, with, with the big tenor... And the festivities of comes big announcements. Yep,
0: yeah. Any any big announcements coming down the pipe for the Chattahoochee podcast? Well, by the time you guys hear this, you will have seen on our socials and maybe in person even. Maybe even in person, the shirts are here. Yeah, and they look fantastic. They're really they cool. they look awesome. I'm not just saying that because you know there are shirts <laughs> like they're cool. They, they I mean, they're. Each shirt, I mean, it, it really is, it's a one-of-a-kind design, number one. And number two, like, each shirt looks a little bit different in its own yeah. cool way, you know.
1: You know, we have some real heavy, um, you know, 90s vibes on some bleach-dyed shirts. And they're all, like you said, their own unique patterns. So, yeah. you kind of look at it as, when you get a shirt, you get a very unique, one-of-a-kind yeah. Chattahoochee Podcast shirt. Everyone does. Yep, absolutely. You know? And, Everyone gets a lifetime membership to the country club. So,
0: yep, yep, yep. that's an instant um, invite. Yeah. to be a member of the country club.
1: <laughs> we meet on. You're uh, in the club. Our uh, annual membership uh, festivities are August ninth. Yeah, the same day as all the great things yep. in country music history.
0: <laughs> Bring your Dixie cups. Bring your Dixie cups for sure. <laughs> Your old Ford pickup truck. Yeah.
1: We'll shoot some games of pool, you know. We'll see who truly is a bona fide dancing fool.
0: (laughs) I knew this episode was going to be so much fun. Yeah.
1: So much to say about such a special... Uh, country music artist especially of the era yeah from a time when it was transitioning out of the popular sounds and becoming this whole new thing like he was he was there in the transitional period and he paved the way i feel like for a lot of artists to be able to experiment more with
0: their sound yeah for sure for sure and if you see uh if you see pete anderson out anywhere just give him a thank you you know give him a a firm handshake say thank you for your service i mean (laughs) He's, yeah. he's really, he's done a lot for me as a country music fan. Mm-hmm. Like that's, he's just, he's done some things on guitar that you just, you weren't hearing anywhere else and you haven't no. seen You know, like he's, he just had his own way of uh, playing and he's still doing it. He still puts out records and um, things along, along those lines. He's, he's still doing it. I found him on Instagram the other day. Like, okay, instant follow. Yep, for certain. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still doing it, man. Yep.
1: You see him? Hug him around the neck, tell him things. <laughs> he needs to need your appreciation because... He
0: deserves your appreciation. Yes. Don't call
1: him little sister, though. That'd be weird. <laughs> That'd be super weird.
0: He's like, all right, that's enough of yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm going to go, weirdo. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be on the... Uh, be on, Keep your eyes peeled... On our uh, socials, we're doing some cool stuff over on the talk, of course, you know, yeah. the thing that we still haven't fully grasped, but we're trying real hard for you guys. You,
1: By this point, you will have seen. We've worked on
0: some things. You will have seen will have some seen. gold. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we're always, you know, we're always slinging memes over on Instagram and Facebook, peddling sweet t-shirts, still some hats, you know. yes. You know, let us know what you're after. Um, We haven't said this in a while, but uh, let us know where you're listening from. Yeah, definitely. It's really cool. It's really interesting to find out um, just where this little podcast, how far it goes, you know? Yeah, totally. It's always surprised and always,
1: you know, just um, so pumped to see that people are listening and and enjoying it and uh, having a great time with us. Yeah. Uh, as always definitely like you hear this and you say hey i don't i don't agree with those top five that you have for a top five like we want to hear hear your favorite tracks from you let
0: us know what we missed we will be more than happy to include it on our um, on our chattahoochee top tracks playlist on spotify yes which is if you don't know what
1: to play that's that's what you want to play
0: just get on there, hit shuffle, and you're good for hours. Yes, you know, that, and it gets better and better. And here we know? are at
1: ten, so that's ten episodes. Yeah, with all the top tracks from those episodes, <laughs> it just keeps growing, and it just keeps getting better,
0: and will only continue to do so. Yeah, absolutely, it will. So yeah, thanks again, you guys, for uh, listening to this this crazy podcast. We've we've geeked out about Dwight Yoakum for like I feel like we've been. <laughs> talking for like two solid hours and i if, think the sun's coming up oh. yeah. <laughs> we could keep going i'm sure we could we could find more to geek out about but we're just so thankful that you guys are are listening it's pretty cool even if it was just like five to ten people listening to each episode we love talking about this so much yeah. that we would make it anyway exactly so it's it's awesome to see who all is listening how many people are listening and where you're listening from super super cool you know if you find yourself on route 23 just uh just turn this playlist on and
1: (laughs) this is the one yes
0: (laughs) all right but keep uh keep spreading the word keep telling your your friends your family people you don't know you know Strangies. people you think might just enjoy our podcast yeah let you them know, know let them know let them know that they're they're missing out and they can uh they can still get in on the ground floor here after the 10th episode yeah you know go back and listen time. to the back catalog if you're new with us and um i mean hey little sister don't do what your big sister done listen be, to Chatter- yeah, <laughs> your podcast be sure and listen you know <laughs> <laughs> until Look, next time <laughs> we, We love you guys.